0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. And as usual, this is The Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of God Bless Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, today's subject is not only exciting, but it's quite special, and quite frankly, the truth of the matter is, it's pretty unique. As many of you know, I currently write for a website known as Primetime Sports Talk, and as of late, in my uh, duties of uh, providing uh, soccer-related articles, I've been on quite a roll you know, some might say I've been quite on a tear because I've been surprising many, many people, especially with what I have to say. But lately, my duty has been on a what-if subject. More, more like, I should say, a what-if mission because a majority of my soccer articles nowadays, well, it always starts with the words, what-if. Some of them include, what if Kylian Mbappe joined Arsenal instead of Paris Saint-Germain? What if Atletico Madrid won the 2016 Champions League? Hell, what if Atlético Madrid won the 2014 Champions League? Here's another one: What if Arsenal won the 2006 Champions League final? That's just to name a few. What if Brazil did not lose to France in the quarterfinals of 2006? But the one I want to talk about today, this one, I you know, I don't know why, but you know, it was not until a, a year ago where I actually learned this one. What if Newcastle United had signed Zinedine Zidane? You know, when I looked this up, when I was actually told by a friend of mine that back in 1996, Newcastle United, who was actually one of the best teams in the English Premier League, had the chance to sign then 24-year-old Zinedine Zidane, I would have said, dude, this never happened. Or at least I would say, nope, I was not aware of it. But then I would learn, but they never signed him. Why didn't they? Well, from the research... It says here, according to an article that was written over 10 years ago, Goal.com, doesn't actually say the name of the author, but it says that the 24-year-old French midfielder was offered to Newcastle United for 1.2 million euros except Newcastle decided to reject it. Well, 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 well. Because apparently the Magpies... the the nickname of Newcastle United, they turned down the young Zinedine Zidem, claiming that the 24-year-old French midfielder who was playing for Bordeaux in Ligue 1 at the time was, quote, not good enough to play Premier League football. Man. Talk about getting doubted. Talk about having people not believe in you. Talk about people not really paying attention to what you've been doing. Or I guess some people just saying... That you're quote not good enough because really do they feel like they they just don't you don't deserve to have the chance? Well, you know what? <clears throat> All I can say is you know, based on everything I'm, I'm gonna say in this one, the best way to say it, it was Newcastle's loss. You know that's what my, my, when my good friend and mentor Steve, when he when I actually told him about this, you know, he he told me that you know he remembered how it went back in the day, but he hadn't talked about it for so long. And when I asked him, do you remember about this? He actually he not surprisingly he, he actually said it in a in an exciting tone that he does remember this situation and he basically said Alex at the end of the day it, it was Newcastle's loss because Zidane Z- could have done well for them they just decided you know what if he's not good enough we don't want him You know what and, and as far as Steve goes you know to say that I agree with this with him on this is an understatement because quite frankly I feel like Zinedine Zidane surely could have helped change the the course of history as far as the club goes. I mean, at the time, Alan Shearer was the club's star. But there's no doubt in my mind that Alan Shearer and Zinedine Zidane could have established such a unique, amazing, dynamic duo. I mean, Shearer surely would have helped Zidane improve. And no doubt in my mind, Zinedine Zidane would have helped provide some assists to Shearer and create some chances, and hell... There's no doubt in my mind Zidane would have scored some fantastic goals of his own. But he was 24 years old at the time. He was not at the peak of his career. He was a rising star, a very young and talented midfielder who was just literally just rising to close to reaching his prime. After a fantastic 1996 season where he had League Um Player of the Year, several top clubs actually were interested in him. Not long after, Juventus is the the club that, that took him in. And Juventus was actually one of the teams already looking at him, okay. But it seemed as though that Newcastle was right there, you know, right there to grab him. They just did not do it. As many of you know, um, Zidane began his career with a uh, league club uh, Can before he went to Bordeaux. And you know, as a result of course, uh, from the remarkable performances, and of course again, he won the 1996 League 1 League Pl- 1 Player of the Year award. You know, it was no surprise that several big heavyweight European clubs were after the guy. I mean, that's how it is in European football. When you're a young and rising star and you're making a hell of an impression, and you're playing in League 1, all these heavyweight clubs with all that money, well, you bet your ass they're going to come after you. I mean, don't be surprised if the likes of, you know, currently in the situation, Kylian Mbappe. Liverpool wants him bad. Real Madrid wants him bad. You know, when he signed with Paris Saint-Germain from Monaco, Arsenal wanted him more than anybody and you know it's even believed that Manchester United had an interest in him although as far as Manchester United goes nothing really came out of it I think the main the main three clubs that were really uh heavily linked with mbappe had to be Arsenal Paris Saint-Germain and Real Madrid but of course we you know mbappe decided to go with PSG claiming you know he felt it would be better for him to stay in his country but once again mbappe's linked with a move to Liverpool and Real Madrid uh, now, even though that's a story for the time, best thing I can say is, even as a Manchester United fan, if, if Mbappe went to Liverpool, it would actually be a whole lot better for him because with all the competition in Premier League, it would certainly benefit Mbappe. But, now going back to Zidane. You know, it's a damn shame that Newcastle just had to do this. It really is. And, you know, I talked to my dad about this because my dad was watching a lot of League and Premier League at the time, and, you know, when I was three years old, you know, when I was a baby, or even before I was born, I mean, my dad spent most of the weekends, you know, just sitting there watching soccer. You know, whatever, whatever was an important game day for him, anything that he had to do before, like you know, running errands, whatever, he always did it before game time because he was fully dedicated to making sure that he had to watch part of the game. And believe it or not, my mom felt the same way. So my parents had this uh, activity where they, you know, they would watch, you know, the games together because you know that, that's just that was just, that was kind of our family time back then. It was. Just my parents and me when I was still an only child. But but when I talked to my dad about this, you know, he, he expressed that he was actually very disappointed that Newcastle passed on the guy because, because he felt like Zidane was 24, you know. Even the Fre- the French media was not fully sold on him. I mean, the, the 1996 Euro, which he was a part of, and, and he actually played, you know, had a bit of playing time. He obviously did not put the best performance, you know. He, you know, this was his very first uh, tournament, so obviously he's not gonna be—he's he's not gonna be the best player, and he's obviously gonna, not gonna have the best tournament. You know, it, it's a learning process, so that was lesson number one as far as international play goes. But, you know, but it was shortly after the '96 where he then left Baldur after Juventus, you know, decided to take him in. I mean, Newcastle passed up the opportunity, so Juventus said, "You know what? This is the opportunity of a lifetime." Newcastle made the stupidest mistake. We're not going to make that same mistake. So Juventus took him in, and that's where things really, you know, became very interesting. Basically, you know, it, it, it was immediate success. And from the research, you know, winning the 96-97 Serie A title, the 1996 Intercontinental Cup, Serie A Foreign Footballer of the Year in his first year, You know, his popularity was just skyrocketing, just getting better and better and better. And, you know, reaching the playmaker status for Juventus, you know, playing uh, just behind forward Alessandro Del Piero, man, I mean, that was just amazing. It's like I said, you know, if he was in Newcastle playing behind um, Alan Shearer, man, Zidane, certainly with extraordinary talent, would have been such a playmaker. And according to this, you know, here's a quote by Del Piero uh, on Zidane. And I quote, Zidane had an extraordinary talent, which contributed to his sole interest in helping the team. He was not a selfish player. He had a unique ability to be great and to be a team player. I was lucky to play with him. You know, that's Zinedine Zidane. You know, Zidane's never really been all about himself. He's always wanted to be a team player. You know, and I know this because, based on the way he's played, because I remember watching, I mean, I didn't watch much Serie A when I was a kid in France. I mainly watch league uh, and and the Premier League, but you know when Zidane was playing Juventus, you know my dad would always always have the game on because, you know after nineteen after the ninety six Euro, that's when Zidane you know caught my attention. So I asked my dad, I want to see Zidane play t- uh, club soccer as well. Now Zidane was on the was on the Juventus squad that went to the nineteen ninety seven um, Champions League final that lost to Borussia Dortmund, which is you know w- which is a shame really. I mean, but it's like I said, you know. This was his first Champions League final, you know, so of of course, you know, it's a challenge and, you know, and obviously he was unable to make the the best impression, but, but things really got better. Now in 97 and 98, uh, (coughs) excuse me, uh, Juventus was able to retain the, the Serie A title. Okay. He scored seven goals in 32 matches, you know, which was actually a huge help in helping Juventus win the title. Or retain the title. And this time Juventus made their third consecutive Champions League final, but this time they lost to Real Madrid. One nothing. I mean, that's really tough. I mean, you know, to to lose you know, to lose, you know, for him to be in two straight Champions League finals and not be able to win it. Uh, it's really tough. But, you know, going back to nineteen ninety eight, you know, the, the year that he helped, you know, France win the World Cup. You know, that same year, he would win the Ballon d'Or. You know, un- unfortunately, that year, you know, Juventus finished uh, in 2000... 2000- well, actually, I should say, in 2000 and 2001, the Serie A, Juventus finished second and was eliminated in the Champions League group stage. And, you know, infamously during that time, Zidane was banned because he headbutted a player by the name of Jochen Kienz, who played for Hamburger SV. So, you know, of course, I, you know, I, I wasn't really aware of this until I read this, so yeah... I, I always had the feeling that there was more than one person that Zidane headbutted, headbutted in his career. But, you know, the timing of Juventus, I mean, that's what Zidane needed, really. And I feel like the move to Juventus, you know, turned out to be a whole lot better than the move to the Premier League. I mean, Zidane was fully developed. Okay. And then we go to 2001, when Zidane joined Real Madrid for a then-world record fee of $150 billion. Yeah, well, in Italian currency, at least, and if we're talking about euros, it was seventy-seven and a half, according to from what I'm reading. It was a four-year contract as well. And when I saw this happen, I mean, I I was just I was amazed. I was just so freaking mem- mesmerized, I should say. I mean, y'all could tell the excitement is really building in me. But but once once Zinedine Zidane, you know, arrived at the Spanish capital, you know. He was really at the peak. You know, his club career couldn't have gone any better. And as we know, he was part of the squad that went to the 2002 Champions League final where he was finally able to win it. And we all we all remember that amazing goal that he scored. <laughs> of course, uh, man, that goal celebration too. I mean, you know, th- that really speaks for it as, as, as itself. So, I mean... I mean, I'm picturing that goal in my head right now. And, you know, the, the level of nostalgia that's going in my mind right now. I mean, the, the adrenaline is truly pumping. God, I'm so excited right now. I mean, I watched that game. And when I saw that goal, I was like, holy shit, what did I just see? What did I just see? I mean, for those of you listening, if you remember that 2002 Champions League final... The first thing that comes to your mind has to be Zinedine Zidane's goal. For some, it's the celebration, but at the end of the the day, you can't talk about that Champions League final without mentioning the name Zinedine Zidane. (laughs) I mean, some say that Champions League moment was better than his moment at the 1998 World Cup when he scored twice to help France win its first title, defeating Brazil 3-0 in the final. I mean, that was certainly an amazing moment. I mean, that was his best moment for France, but this was his best moment for Real Madrid. You know, it was amazing. During this time at Real Madrid, you know, playing alongside Ronaldo, Luis Figo, David Beckham. I mean, Real Madrid was really, you know, such at the at the top level. I mean, without, without that talent around them, I mean, uh, Los Blancos really had, you know, the, the top talent in the world. You know, that 2002-2003 uh, La Liga, you know, Zidane and Luis Figo in the midfield... You know, I, I had never seen, you know, anything like it. I mean, you know, talk about, you know, another dynamic duo. It seemed like any, every, where Zinedine Zidane went, he, he was able to be the best team player as well. He was able to work well with the players. He was able to be on a squad that actually can, that could actually play well and win as a team. So it was really quite a blessing. Now, unfortunately, <coughs> excuse me, his finals club, uh, final season of club football Unfortunately, Real Madrid, you know, did not win a title that year. There was a there was that game, of course, in January two thousand six when he had that hat trick against Seville, Seville. But, but you know, finishing that season as Real Madrid, it was a high, a second highest scorer and assist uh, behind the likes of Ronaldo and, and David Beckham. You know, things couldn't couldn't have been any better you know on may 7th 2006 zidane actually announced that he would plan to retire once the once the uh, 2006 world cup would end and we all know how that how that you know kind of ended but but zinedine zidane's real madrid career just mind mind blowing you know being being a kid you know being a kid you know in, in, in into my early teens watching zinedine zidane play at real madrid you know i couldn't have asked for a better childhood in soccer, in watching soccer-related, really. But the point of this is, you know, now I really gotta ask: What if Zinedine Zidane actually had gone to Newcastle United? I mean, in this particular case, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Well, I would—I honestly believe the, his career would have turned out different. I'm not saying his career would have been successful. I really believe it would be different because I feel like if he had been in the Premier League, I don't think he ever would have gotten out. I don't think he would have ever ended with Real Madrid. There's no doubt in my mind that Zinedine Zidane and Alan Shearer could have developed an amazing and brilliant and dominant offensive attack. I'm not. Su- I wouldn't be. Su- I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Newcastle, you know, won a few Premier League titles. You know, even challenged for the title. Made a made attempts to make deep runs in the Champions League, you know. Zinedine Zidane, could, you know, could have done a lot for Newcastle United if, if they had just given him the, the chance. But you know, like I said, they just they never they they just decided not to. They felt that he wasn't good enough. I mean, the point is, you know, the success of a dynamic duo of Zidane and Shear, it would have written some positive history for the club, and and I'm sure the the club could have made a lot of money out of it. You know. Coulda, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? I mean, one of the biggest what-ifs, you know, in soccer. What if Newcastle United had young had signed the young Zizou, but they didn't do it. Now, this is merely a theory, but a theory. You know, this theory strongly suggests that if Zidane had gone to Newcastle, maybe he never would have won the Ballon d'Or in 1998. Perhaps that's seriously exaggerating. Okay. But, I honestly really do believe in my heart that had he gone to Newcastle United, his transfer to Real Madrid probably never would have taken place. But, I really do believe that he wouldn't have stayed at Newcastle United. You know, after years of, of, success, after years of success there, you know, if I, like I said, if he and Shearer, you know, did well together, if Newcastle United won a couple of Premier League titles, made deep runs in the Champions League, you know, it, wouldn't be, it would be no surprise that if the heavyweights like Manchester United... Arsenal and Liverpool, you know, made attempts to sign the guy. But, you know, these are all just theories really. I mean, the 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 point in this thing is that, you know, and this is from an article that I wrote, I'm kind of quoting my article on this, is I I explained that these are all theories, okay? And a simple hypothesis is not going to solve a great historic mystery because the point is anything could have happened. Anything could have happened had he gone to, had he gone joined the Magpies, had he gone to Newcastle upon Tyne, England, and played for Newcastle United. But you know what I should really mention is that Newcastle has a history of missing out on big players. I mean, according to this, the list includes Wayne Rooney, Rivaldo, Luís Figo, Luka Modrić, and Mohamed Salah. Huh. Even it also it also includes Bastian Schweinsteiger. Dennis Bergkamp, Roberto Baggio. Wow, man, Manchester United. You know, kind of did the same thing that Juventus did. It says here, when when uh, Ray, when, when, Ray, when Excuse me, when R- Wayne Rooney. I really can't talk today. When Wayne Rooney left Everton in two thousand four, there was the chance that he could join Newcastle. But it didn't happen, and you know, and, <laughs> and and Manchester United was just right there, right there, and they took it. <laughs> it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm sorry, right, right? now, I've lost you know my train of thought. I mean, you know, I I'm going a, a loss lose words. Like all these players that could have been there, but 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 it didn't happen. I mean. Rivaldo, you know Roberto Baggio. I'm kind of going through the list again. Mohamed Salah, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Luka Modric, Luis Vigo, Jesus, Newcastle United fans, you know this really this really hurts them. And I'm sorry for those of you who are Newcastle United fans listening. I'm sorry, but if I'm just going to tell it like it is, which I do, I mean, I I really got to bring this up because the fact that they had the chance against Zidane and they rejected it. It's just another stupid mistake that they've made in their history and their bad habit of passing on big players that really could have made a difference for the club. I mean, to say that it could have made a difference, I mean, hell, that's another hell of an understatement, is it not? But check this out. Here's something that I found. Manchester United apparently also passed on the chance to sign Zinedine Zidane. And I, I wonder I wonder if this was actually all around that time in 1996 when Manchester United had the chance to sign him. Based on what I'm reading, and this is actually... The source of this is The Independent. Okay. So, it, it says here that they did not sign Zinedine Zidane because Sir Alex Ferguson did not want to upset Eric Antona. Well. Well, you know something? I read somewhere that had Eric Antona told the team of his plans to retire, if he had probably told me a year in advance... I think that, in that scenario, Manchester United would have done it. Probably would have done it. It it, it provided, of course, this is true, like, you know, Manchester United really had an interest in getting Zizou. If Eric Cantona had told him about, about his plans to retire, you know, in 1996, I think Zidane would have ended up at Old Trafford. But, you know, another what if right there. What if Manchester United had gotten him, but... From what I'm seeing right here, Ferguson believed that there was no room for Zidane and Cantona on the team. (laughs) You know, part of me says, you know, was there? Was he? Was he fearing that there would be, you know, negative friction between Zidane and Cantona? Because remember, in 1996, you know, Zidane, you know, you know, basically, you know, was the one who took uh, Cantona's spot you know Cantona was of course infamously excluded from the 1986 uh, French uh, squad so because we all know you know the the incident at Selhurst Park in 1995 the kung fu kick incident so I mean I'm not sure really you know I, I really believe that Cantona and Zidane would have been fine I, I don't I really don't think I don't think Cantona would have had any ill feelings towards Zidane because I'm sure Eric Cantona would have understood that Zidane had nothing to do with his omission or anything. He would probably tell Zidane, look, well, this is your chance. you got to take it. Your country is your going to need you. So, I mean, even though lately, if you've been listening, you know, I, I've been kind of unhappy with Cantona as far as this deal goes with uh, Didi Deschamps, with the whole Karim Benzema drama. But, but of course, you know, I still have a lot of respect for like, Cantona. But in this particular situation, I refuse to believe that there would have been Feelings between Eric Cantona and Zinedine Zidane, because look, you know they're both Frenchmen. You know, and you know Cantona's international career had just come to, a, to an abrupt halt. And I actually, I shouldn't even say I shouldn't say an abrupt halt. I should say a, an abrupt end. I mean, a halt is, is a stop. Like you know, it, it could still, it, you know, he could still come back, but but we we never know. I mean, you know, here based on here's another uh, thing right there. He felt that if he had brought Zidane in. It would have affected Eric's position. So I mean, I, I guess basically, you know, it really seemed like they were they were fearing that Zinedine Zidane and Eric Cantona, you know, just could, would not mesh together. Really, you know, they, they were both you know amazing uh, you know, attacking players. So you know they could both you know score. You know, they could both you know handle the ball well. You know, really, who knows what would have happened, but but it didn't happen. You know Zidane. You know was rejected by Newcastle, and Juventus was right there, and they took him. And the rest is history. And I and I just really can't tell y'all how how dumbfounding this is. But and, and check this out. From for, for what I'm seeing is he went to Juventus for the same amount of money that was offered to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's really gotta be a slap to the face to the magpies. I mean, they're offered 1.2 million euros, and they reject it, and then Juventus Juventus offers that same kind of amount of money, and they get him. <laughs> this is this is really, you know, this is really something. I mean, I never would have, I never would have understood this had I been, you know, in my twenties back in 1996 when this happened. Yeah, and and ba- if back then there had been pod, there was the, the art of podcasting, I would have been on. I would have just unleashed an um, insane amount of criticism against the Magpies for doing this. I said, "Why? he's twenty four years old playing in a league. do you feel like he's not good enough? I mean, look, you gotta you gotta enable your trust in these league players. I mean, they're developing. You know, how are they gonna get better? How are they gonna get get to the next you know point of their career? You know, without being taken to a to a bigger place like." Like, without going to the, if they're not going to be taking the Premier League, you know, how can they take it to the next level? And Zinedine Zidane was honestly ready to take it to the next level. I mean, going to the Premier League, you know, certainly would have been a huge impact because the Premier League has always been the place, you know, for the greatest challenges as far as European soccer goes. I mean, even today, I really believe, like, if a, if a young player wants to go to a place where there's competition and there's challenges and, you know, it really requires you to play the hardest, I mean, the, the Premier League is your go-to place. Some people might say it's exaggerating. I mean, that's how I feel about Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe ought to go to the Premier League, you know, to get challenged you know, and to become an even better player than he is now, as talented as he is. But I'm just I'm just some dumbfight. I mean, I just can't stop saying it. The fact that <laughs> Newcastle could have done something with him, but they just simply didn't see it. You know, not long ago, those reports that <laughs> that Newcastle apparently wanted Zinedine Zidane to take over as the manager. So I kind of told myself, well, is, is is this their way to kind of make up for what they did in 1996? They, they didn't want him as a player, but now they want him as the manager? <laughs> I mean, I said, well, if he goes there, then, you know, cool, I'll cheer for him personally. But, you that didn't happen either. Yeah, all these all these reports <laughs> all these reports saying that they were ready to make him an offer. You know, but nothing came out of it. I mean, nothing came out of these rumors. Nothing huge. I mean, these are just merely all rumors, like dead ends. Nothing to be excited about. You know, nothing to even take seriously, uh, I should say. <laughs> even Sky, you know, Sky Sports, you know, Sky Sports, you know, or BBC didn't didn't even make anything out of this as far as I know. So a couple of places like Sports Mall UK, Real Madrid boss Zinedine Zidane in frame from Newcastle United in a managerial position so apparently maybe he was late he was linked with a move to uh to Newcastle United but and you know even at, at this day and age you know now that Zidane is you know is is managing you know I really believe that Zidane could have done well with Newcastle United as the manager I mean why not I mean I'm not gonna deny Zidane's a, coaching and managing abilities, you know, he's the only guy to win three straight Champions League uh, finals in a row. You know, (laughs) can't take that away from him. But, you know, obviously it would certainly be a a different uh, environment because, you know, La Liga and the Premier Premier League is is a much different place than La Liga. I mean, like I just said, the Premier League is known for the heavy competition and the amazing challenges. And it's really been a long time since Newcastle's been, you know, a a club worthy of challenging to, to challenging for the Premier League title and having a chance to actually hoist the title. And Newcastle United really wants to get back to the top-tier level. They really want to get back to what they were at one point you know, in the late 90s, you know, during the era of Alan Shearer. But, you know, those days are long gone, and as far as Newcastle goes, I really just don't know that... that it could have happened. Sometimes I ask, like... I really... I really have, I have to wonder there's got to be another reason why that, that that Newcastle never signed Zidane. I refuse to think that it wasn't just because he was good he was not he was quote not good enough. The problem is, you know, I could come up with all these theories, but you know, like I said, these theories are just merely are, are just merely theories, so and while, you know, they could be realistically correct, you know, we just never know. You know, man. Uh, speaking, of, you know, you know, I, I should mention this. You know, when I was writing my article, I did this research that, you know, after the the years of some success, the club really went to a downward spiral in the mid two thousands. I mean, we all remember in two thousand nine, Newcastle United was relegated. You know, in, in the past ten years, there's been no success, and the the, the future of the club, you know, still. You know it remains bland, and there's really no potential. I mean, it really seems like Newcastle United's really not going anywhere. I mean, this season's really not been good. I mean, let me take a look right now. You know, you know, I we I usually do the the weekly Premier League recap with my good friend and mentor Steve, but you know, with week nine, 18 and nineteen kind of being a, a mixture, I don't think it'll, it'll probably be not until the twenty first that we're we'll able to recap it. But you know, I'll, I'll let y'all know. But you know, Newcastle right now, fifteenth place after 16 games, 5 wins, 4 draws, 7 losses, only 19 points. <laughs> and they're very, and they're very close to the relegation zone. That's why I say the future is bland and there's really no potential. <laughs> it's it's a shame. It, it's, it's a darn shame. But you know the whole point of this was just, you know, me talking about the opportunity that Zidane that Zidane had or the opportunity that Newcastle had, but they just didn't do it. And quite frankly, to say that this decision came back and bit him in the ass, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is just one other hell of an understatement. Because Zidane would have done well. The club would have benefited. He would have benefited. Money would have been made. The future would have been bright. There would have been a hell of an impact on both sides. In other words, both sides would have gotten a piece of the pie. They would have gotten a piece of the action. It would have helped both. But it was not to be... Because, like I've said, it did not happen. Wow, I am so worked up. But then, imagine this: what if Juventus didn't sign him? But you know what? Since that didn't happen, Juventus did sign him. I'm not gonna come up with a theory because a theory in this pl- in, in in this scenario would be worthless because we don't know who else. Had the desire to sign Zizu, Zizu as far as we know. I mean, as far as I know, only Juventus and Newcastle were, were, the, were the two sources. I'm sure that a lot of other clubs were looking into it, but but didn't make any serious offers or didn't have any consideration. I don't know. Maybe they were linked to him, but it was not on it was not on the top of their to do list. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind all of you loyal listeners that Into the Net FC is available on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me today, and I will see you next time.